Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. in between. Live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hello everybody, I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow us on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal is Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And during this show, I can take questions in order in chat, and you may also call in with your questions and speak with our guests. Any buzz killers and chatter on the phone will be kicked out, and I have a copy of your information, so I'll call you back and I'll bug you. So please play nice and be polite. There is a big event coming up, uh, 4th Zero International. July event is on July 12th, uh, 2014, and the Cisco Grove UFO Encounter in Mexico's Roswell with speakers Ruben Orarte and Noe Torres. It's going to be at the Veterans Complex in uh, Culver City at 4117 Overland Avenue. And uh, also there's another MUFON event coming up this month, so... I'll have more information for you next week. And uh, I'm very excited to welcome our guest tonight. She has a lot of information for us. Her name is Audrey Starborn. Audrey is an identical twin born in 1973 and a lifelong alien abductee and experiencer. Her experiences started in a very early childhood, and her contact continues to this day. For many years, Audrey struggled with fear, trauma, confusion, and denial that often accompanies this phenomenon. After years of struggling, she finally decided to try and find someone who may able to help her. In the mid-90s, she began her search for help, and after uh, weeks of searching, she realized that there was very little help out there, if any at all. Through a series of coincidences, synchronicities, and high strangeness, she eventually found some assistance. And then she started on her road to recovery and also to help many, many, many others. And I'd like to welcome her aboard now, let me see. Welcome, Audrey. You're live on the Paranormal and the Sacred. It may take a second to clue in. I see a whirling ball, but I don't know. Audrey, are you there? You should get, you know, there's always something going on. 
so what I'm going to do is I see a guest logging in, everything, and getting in chat. So what I'm going to do is refresh this for a second, and I'm coming back. Audrey, hold on, because I can see you're still on there. I'm just going to refresh. You know, there's good things about technology, and then there's bad things about technology. I'm very grateful for the show, and I'm grateful for the techies who put it together, but sometimes there's a little glitch when you want to get phone. I can see that the phone's on there and everything's cool, but I can't hear her yet. So let me get back in here. It'll take a minute. Please hold on so I can get back into the studio. Okay, so we are having an issue. Oh, I know this is probably still recording, so what I'm going to do is do a couple things. Don't hang up and just stay calm, and we're going to get this going again. I do I do like this, the um, little studio thing and everything else, but once in a while we do have something going on and we're unable to um, get a clear signal or something. From my side, I did it all, but like a lot of people are calling at the same time and, or everybody's show is going at the same time. I don't know what the issue is. Anyway, okay, Audrey, if you can hear me, um, hang up, give me two minutes, and I'm going to uh, reboot and start all over again, okay? Wait, let's see. I think I see something. Okay, let me get back in here. Patience, everyone. It says it's connecting back in. Okay, Audrey, call back in. Yeah, okay, the show's still on and... Okay, cool. I think we're back. Okay, there was some kind of clue. So, Audrey, if you could please call back in. Um, Can... Can the people in chat hear me? Could you put a note that uh, you can hear me? Because it says everything's cool. Let's see here. Audrey, call back in if you can. Archie, I can call you. Hold on a minute, people. Okay, so while we're getting it together, I'm actually going to put a little music on. Audrey, just call back in 619-924-9744.
Okay, so what I'm going to do is I can also call her. So Audrey, if you can't call out, I'm calling you right now. Hello. I hope she's just not talking. Okay, let me see if I got it right. Oh, there she is. Hey, Audrey. Hi, I think you're finally on. Finally. This is just can you ridiculous. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh. <laughs> I, I just don't know what happened to the phones. It just, uh, I don't know what happened. Anyway, we're back. Yeah, weird I stuff always happens when I come on. <laughs> I just think it's just uh, one of the things that happen uh, with us usually. Either we're blowing out mm-hmm. computers or electricity or something else. So anyway, <laughs> Audrey, do you want to uh, uh, start from the beginning and introduce yourself to our listeners and Tell us about your beginnings, you know, when you were born and things like that. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I was born an identical twin. I'm four minutes older than my twin sister, Debbie. Um, We were born in Illinois, and we only lived there for about six months. And then we were moved to Athens, Ohio, um, where we spent our first ten years, um, not too far from the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And there was a lot of activity um, back in the 70s. Uh, we were born in 1973. And um, UFO activity, we actually looked up um, some dates. My sister had done a project for school, and one of the questions were, you know, whether any, did anything happen the year you were born and in your location? So she looked for UFO sightings, and it, and it just uh, happened that there was a wave that started and a UFO flap that started in the 70s, right around where we were born and then back into Ohio and kind of, um, you know, kept pretty steady and picked up um, in the 70s. Throughout the years, I've met other people from that area um, who are experiencers, and doing what I do, I meet a lot of experiencers. Um, for those who don't know, I'm the founder of the group Starborn Support, and we focus on um, abductees and, and helping them. And we have um, you know, different uh, therapies for them. We do support group meetings, which are our main focus, and they seem to really be effective for the experiencer. It's really good for people to meet others um, going through the same thing, and uh, it makes it easier um, to know that, you know, you're not alone. Um, in the yeah. early 70s, you know, we were in the same bedroom. Um, we always shared a room when we were younger. And we started to have um, experiences happen very early, um, very early on. I remember being in a crib um, together with her and having um, these beings come in, and we were always taken in the early days by the greys, or beings known as the greys. And it was pretty steady. And almost a nightly thing for a while when we were um, 
about five or six years old would be when, you know, we started having memories. And, um, you know, we started keeping journals uh, when we were about seven or eight. So in the early years, we pretty much thought it was just a routine thing and that everybody went through this. We didn't know until we started to talk about it with others that, um, you know, these things didn't exist or it must be just dreams. And then that's when things started to become really confusing. And I think that's common with experiencers. Um, you know, you, you're going through something and you're trying to reach out for help and nobody's taking you seriously. So it's, you know, it's a struggle. Um, I was always lucky because I had my sister, so I had somebody to go through it with. Yeah. Um, but most people, you know, go through it alone, and I couldn't imagine, you know, going through it uh, alone. It does tend to run in families um, throughout the years. I founded the group Starborn Support in 2006, and, uh, you know, through our research and working with, you know, the people that we do in the field, we've um, traced some genetic lines, and we do a lot of um, family trees with the experiencers, and we try to find... Um, some kind of a connection, but it does seem to run in families uh, in almost all cases. And, uh, you know, we don't know really how far back. Obviously, you can only go back a couple generations, but um, back in, you know, the earlier generations, it was even more taboo to talk about. So some of these people don't come forward um, until, you know, they're either on their deathbed or sometimes never. Um, we had a, a flap come through of callers that um, this was probably about a year ago, um, and these people were all in their 70s and older um, coming forward and finally for the first time um, talking to somebody about it and, and letting people know, um, you know, that this stuff is happening. And, uh, you know, it, it happens to, you know, all all religions, all races. It, it doesn't discriminate. Um you know, some people like to think that, oh, you know, they don't take the Christians, but yes, they do. They take people of all religions, um, you know, both sexes from all over the world. So, um, you know, and there, before I started Starborn Support, there really wasn't any place for the experiencer to go to be understood, to be listened to, to be helped. And, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons I you know, started this group um, back in the early 90s was when my sister and I really decided we wanted to figure out what was going on and, and we, we had had enough and we, you know, sought help and were able to uh, to find some people that helped us out and one of them being a man named Matt Moniz. He is a um, analytical chemist, a scientist. Um, and the way we met him is pretty incredible. Back in in the 80s, um, my sister and I were abducted and we were taken to a craft and we were put in this room alone and it was just a small room, dimly lit. Uh, a door opened and two greys came in and there was more of them out in the hallway but they brought um, a man in with them and introduced him to us and I don't remember a lot and I haven't um, done any regression for this um, experience yet. Uh, we did some regression back in the 90s and it really triggered a lot of fear. So, uh, we, you know, and that even, even more so. So, anyway, we met this man on the craft and I never really gave it two thoughts. Um, we, it's not uncommon to see others when we're 
um, having these experiences, but um, in <clears throat> about 10 years later, my sister and I went to a club where my brother was playing um, with his band, and we walked in the door and started in, and I looked over in the corner, and there was a man in the corner doing sound um, for the band, and this is what Matt had um, used to do on the side. So we looked over, and there he was, and we we immediately recognized him, and he us, and we walked over to him and just really just said, you know, do you remember us? And, you know, it was just instant, uh, you know, it was like an instant well, bond. He and we yeah, he knew right away. Yep, we started talking about it. He actually um, worked pretty closely with Bud Hopkins at the time and some others and was in the, in the field uh, already. So he ended up being um, somebody that really helped us um, in our earlier years of, we like to call it, uh, our awakening, you know, when we start to remember and, and things start to make sense. Um, we had also did some regression hypnosis um, with a man from MUFON, Massachusetts MUFON, and um, a, a kid named Chris Pittman, which he's not a kid anymore. Um, he's been on several shows, Ancient Aliens, and he was on the Monsters and Mysteries in America that we did. Um, he was just starting out in the field and probably about 19 or 20 years old. And, you know, the hypnosis sessions were really, really intense. Um, some strange things happened during it, and it really just freaked everybody out that was involved, including us, you know, and really just scared us to the point of, you know, I don't know why I ever did this, and we just, you know, went, I guess in denial and tried to forget about it for, for several years. And that's just not something that you can forget about because it follows you wherever you go. So, uh, you know, we battled for years with this and my, my parents, um, back in the, let's see, I think it was 83 that Whitley Strieber's book came out, communion, whatever year that one came out, um, my mother had seen the book in the, um, checkout line at the grocery store and recognized the being on the front from our journals as kids. So, uh, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm. of course, she bought the book and um, that was when she started to realize that something was going on. And You know, it's it's was a very... Um, her? She She has um, memories of things happening to her, yes. And uh, I remember as a kid seeing bruises in the shape of, of long fingers on, on her body, and I knew that it wasn't my dad that was doing it. And, you know, it never really clicked when you're younger and you don't know anything about the phenomenon. Um, she is more open about it now. And, uh, you know, it's it's great that, you know, that she's come around and, um, you know, the family obviously knows how into this we are and, it, um, you know, it's something that we dedicate our time and, and our life to doing is, is helping these experiencers as well as spreading um, the truth and educating the public through uh, uh, conferences. We, we do a yearly conference called Experiencers Speak um, in September in Portland, Maine, and that's coming up um, September 5th, 6th, and 7th. We have a meet and greet on the 5th, and then the 6th and 7th we have um, all weekend worth of ex- mostly experiencers talking about their stories. There's um, several that are researchers, but uh, for the most part, it's experiencers coming forward, and it really is an amazing well, feeling. I, I know what, what speakers have been there, but 
Tell the audience uh, some of the people that show up at your events to speak. Oh wow! I mean, we just Christopher Bledsoe, who's a wonderful yeah, man. yeah. Christopher Bledsoe, um, Travis Walton's been at the last two. Chris Bledsoe, uh, Kathy Martin, Stanton Friedman. Um, this year we've got a whole new lineup, and it just seems to be um, really picking up this year. I think this year is going to be extremely special. Um, a lot of people coming from all over the place, from Peru, from Mexico, from Canada. They're coming in from everywhere. Uh, we've got Stan Friedman again this year, Stephen Bassett, Kathy Martin, Denise Stoner, um, Jim Weiner from the Allagash Abductions, Thomas Reed, Linda Cortile. She was the subject from Bud Hopkins' We have Linda Cortile? Yeah, now, Bud tell them who Linda Cortile is. If you don't know, listeners, uh, this was an extraordinary event out of New York. With, yes, uh, yes. Go ahead and tell them. Um, she was the uh, focus of Bud Hopkins' book, Witnessed, and was taken out of a, um, a high-rise high building apartment. in New York. Yeah, and, you know, she had uh, cops witness it and many others that witnessed it. Um, and if anybody's ever read the book, Witnessed, that's her. And she really doesn't come forward and talk a lot um, no, at she all. Doesn't. So we're, we're so honored to have her. And then uh, we've got Brett and Gina Oldham. Um, Brett just wrote the book, uh, The Children of the Greys. We've got a yeah, um, man named Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he wrote the book, and I think uh, Kathy did a, a little piece, like a foreword for the book. And it'll be nice because, you know, they get to meet each other in person for the first time. And, you know, the conference is really about connecting with others, too, you know. So these people are coming together, and the energy is created, or, you know, literally out of this world. It's amazing feeling. Um, it's kind of like we're all connected at the soul, you know, so we meet each mm-hmm. other and it's just an instant um, and most often, you know, a long time, if not lifetime bond with each other, you know, much like Matt, who we've been really close to since the day we we recognized him. Um, and we've also got a man named uh, Renero Hernandez. He calls himself Ray. Um, mm-hmm. He's starting an organization called Free, and that's going to be a huge movement um, for the contactees and has uh, people on uh, the, science, the science board and an advisory board. Um, Edgar Mitchell is one of them, and we're going to work really closely with them and uh, you know move forward in a scientific direction to start trying to educate those who only see through numbers and, and science. Um, so, you know, we should do that. The, you know, there's two different uh, kind of people, the left brain and the right brain, and we want to reach out to all of them. So he's going to be talking about his organization, and um, it's, it's coming together really well. Um, we've also got David Chase, um, Mike Cleland, oh, yeah. Debbie Tripp, Keith Andrews, Aaron Green Hicks, who is going to get into some of the MK Ultra stuff. Um, mm-hmm. James Allen Murray, he's on our team. And uh, Dustin Waite, he's a very interesting case who um, actually had a piece of his tailbone removed um, by the ETs. And through our research and others um, that we work with, um, Kathy Martin, Denise Stoner, and, and others, there's been uh, four other reports of some somebody being taken and having a piece of their tailbone missing, you know, so we're putting all these pieces together and trying to figure out um, what's going on. 
Uh, we've also got our own uh, post-traumatic stress expert, Michael Austin Melton. He also runs our radio show, Starborn Sport Radio. And um, the whole thing is run by Peter Robbins, who um, did the Left at Eastgate book. And it's just an amazing gathering of people. And like I said, the energies are just amazing, and we have a great time. Everybody stays in the um, hotel, and, and we just uh, you know, bond with each other and, and really... Um, give some tremendous um, presentations that really affect the public in, in, in a great way. You know, there's people there that um, come in as, as, you know, husband and wife, and one of them is an experiencer and the other isn't, and they just really don't understand. And, you know, last year I had at least three or four um, couples come up to me and thank me because, you know, they didn't understand, but that really helped them. So um, that's what it's all about, you know. And out here on the East Coast, we don't really have a lot of um, the conferences and, and, you know, the groups like this. So we'd like to um, to get the, the information out on this side of the country. Um, so yeah, we're also so doing give, another conference. Give them conference your uh, information. We'll be doing this a few times during the show. So uh, where, what's the contact information and the dates and everything? The sure. Um, we've got for the Experiencer Speak Conference. It's um, September fifth, uh, sixth, and seventh. The fifth, we're going to have a meet and greet at the uh, world's only cryptozoology museum that's owned and run by Lauren Coleman. Um, he's one of the Bigfoot experts in the world and a good friend. And we're going to help support uh, local business and um, as well as. Um, a friend, and it's, it'll just be really fun. We're going to have that catered. That's almost sold out. Um, Saturday and Sunday, the 6th and 7th, will be um, lecture days, and the doors open about 8.30, and lectures start at 9 and go all day long till about 9.30 or 10 at night. So um, we have a, a lunch break and a dinner break. <clears throat> it's going to be held at the Clarion Hotel in Portland, um, and we do have, you know, 15, 20 minutes in between so people can walk around and meet the speakers. And, and a lot of them have books that they're going to be selling so they can pick up the books and get them autographed. And, you know, it's just an all-around all good time, you know, with um, that one subject, you know, alien abduction being the focus of the whole weekend. So it is um, it's a It's just an amazing to, gathering and not to miss, so... If you can do it, it's good to sign up early and uh, get it done. Now, you yourself are a certified hypnotherapist, and yes. uh, you're also an uh, energy healer, and um, you've, you're also esoteric sciences and a master teacher and a master healer of the mm-hmm. Shambhala Multidimensional Healing. Could you uh, tell our listeners about that? Sure. Um, energy healing seems to be a common calling for experiencers, and a lot of us um, are drawn to that field. Um, the Shambhala is a lot like Reiki. It's it's a little more um, intense. It's it's newer than Reiki is. The energies um, were brought down by a man named John Armitage, and he's just an amazing man. And um, it's it's an amazing feeling. And we actually, uh, my sister and I, actually work with several other experiencers and have um, a healing group that we work with. Um, there's four of us. And uh, we've done wonderful things to people um, that are struggling with uh, various illnesses that 
seem to be um, untouchable with modern medicine, or just the doctor has no idea what's going on with them. Um, so it's a good way to get the body to start um, regenerating and healing itself. I mean, it's it's a natural ability that we just kind of awaken in everybody and kind of get the body healing at a cellular um, level and you know, internally. So it's a really good um, outlet for, for experiencers who, who are, you know, born special. I mean, there's a lot of empath, empathy in the in the experiencers, so mm-hmm. um, many of them are, are ultra-sensitive anyway, you know, so it's a good way to, um, to catch in, and meditation groups are also um, something that that we do, and the support group, like I said, we've got um, 12 teams on the East Coast, and we also have a team in um, the UK, Latin America, and Colombia, so we're, we're really getting to the point where we are expanding, and um, we're also, you know, taking people people's info who uh, may be in the in the field, whether they do hypnotherapy or some kind of uh, mental health practitioners, we like to have um, a good contact list to refer people to. So if somebody calls me from, from anywhere in, out in Idaho, you know, we'd like to have somebody on the list that we can refer them to. Um, and eventually we'd like to have a team in, in every state so every experiencer in the country can uh, get direct help. Um, we also help a lot of people all over the world um, over uh, the computer. Uh, the computer is a great tool. Uh, of course, we've got Skype and um, we've got the 24-hour hotline that uh, has been in operation since 2006. Now, in 2006 um, was when Starboy Support was born, and I was actually visited by... Uh, more human um, or angelic-looking um, beings who asked me to do it, and they actually told me what to call the group, and they also um, told me to do the Experience or Speak conference. So I've been getting directions since 2006, and it's really something that is quite amazing. Um, you know, and as more and more of us come together, we're starting to get a lot of messages, um, having a lot of visions and premonitions, and some of us will get only a piece of the message. It's like a riddle almost. And we're finding that um, in a lot of cases, somebody else will hold another piece of that message. So, you know, we're figuring out that it's kind of like a, a giant puzzle. I think that we're all programmed with some different information. Not one of us has all the information in us. Um, at one point when I was taken aboard a craft, it was in a classroom-like setting, which many experiencers do mm-hmm. um, report, is remember, you know, being in a classroom. And I had the chance to um, get to remember an answer to my question. And my question to the teacher was, what is the purpose of you teaching us all this and us learning all this information, if only to be forgotten when we are returned? And the reply was every that uh, he told me that everything we need to know lay dormant inside us and will activate when the time comes. It's very interesting because we start to see this activation as, you know, people come forward and are led to us or um, different, like um, the free organization, um, the man that started that. It's a very similar story to what I'm telling you now. And we were both shown 
some uh, identical things and told some identical things. So being brought together is not a mistake. And, uh, you know, we're pretty much doing our jobs here. And, uh, you know, most experiencers feel like they have a purpose and there's something that they have to do. And, um, you know, coming together with Starborn support seems to be a step and um, as soon as most of them start working with us, things start to progress. Um, we don't save people from the aliens, you know. We we, um, we open um, the experiencer's mind and we try to, you know, get them to get rid of the fear that all of us experience, including myself. It's very hard. That's the hardest thing to uh, to handle is the fear. Um, these beings are so different, uh, not just physically, um, but their whole being is, is different. Their energies feel different, um, and they just have different ways of communicating through telepathy, and all of that can be quite intense. And, um, you know, so when people come to me and say, hey, I want to be hypnotized and I want to remember, um, what I tell them is sometimes, you know, things are forgotten for a reason. Now, a lot of the, the traumatic parts of the hybrid program, which my sister and I are also part of, is very intense. Um, I don't think people could handle remembering all of that. Um, that was some of the um, traumatic things that I had awakened when uh, we went under and did the regressions. And, you know, when I did it, I had no clue. You know, I was in my early 20s, you know, just confused and scared, had no idea what hypnosis was, had no idea what these beings were, who they were, what they wanted. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, we were always obsessed with. It's something that kind of got activated in us to uh, to do what we do. So, you know, that's that's the case with... Um, most experiencers that we work with and everybody who comes to us and, and starts to really uh, work with us says that they were kind of led here and there's so many different stories but it's always you know they either they told me to come find you or it was something strange where they just happened upon our website when they needed us or it's always um, some of the high strangeness that accompanies um, abduction and that's you know, one of the commonalities is there's a lot of strangeness. Um, the phenomenon itself is very strange. But um, the synchronicities that go along with this, it's just so amazing that you just can't make this stuff up. You know, and the people that don't believe that this is happening, in most cases, they haven't done any research. They just make up their mind whether they were told that when they were younger, whether it's their religion that forces them to say this, but their belief systems are instilled in them so heavily that they can't even um, ask questions or do any research. Because once you do, you're going to find answers, you know, and you can't just dismiss this because there's millions of people in the world that go through this, and it can't um, be dismissed. It's very important. And, you know, of course, the cover-up is a whole other aspect of this. And, you know, the, the phenomenon is so huge because we've got the MK Ultra, which is the military and mind control program, um, almost like virtual, virtual reality scenarios where they abduct abductees. So the military or whoever they may be um, is very interested, uh, the black ops groups, 
Um, I was in uh, written about in Kathy Martin and Denise Stoner's new book, um, The Alien Abduction Files. And in that book, they published one of my pictures, which is one of the black helicopters that will show up at my house and hover very, you know, tree telephone pole height um, in my front yard and just stay there and follow me all day after um, a major experience or uh, abduction happens. So, um, you know, that's all part of it too. It's it's very, very deep subject and a lot of people, you know, don't realize the half of it, what goes on um, especially when you come forward as, as loudly as I do. And, you know, I'm, I am um, working towards the good, you know, where the good guys there are bad guys out there. Um, and it's been a cat and mouse game, I think, um, since at least Roswell when they had to openly come out and say we're covering this up. And, you know, um, and they, you know, did dismiss Roswell. So um, the numbers alone eventually who speak for themselves. Um, we give experiencers a foundation and we build them up to to be themselves, to accept who they are and to come forward um, to the public if, you know, when they are ready and to, to tell their stories because fear and intimidation is all the, um, the dark ones, I guess, or the bad guys have, you know, and once there's no fear and intimidation, um, they have nothing. And if, if the world would realize that and, and wake up to what Great you know, is going on, um, yeah, it would be... Fear keeps you know, people so quiet people. also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they do evil things, you know. I mean, there's been, of course, for many, many years, threats and, you know, the men in black threats and the government threats and, of course, the MK Ultra stuff when when people start figuring out that that's happening as well, and they're doing it in a way to make us fear these beings even more. It it is a uh, a vicious circle, and um, you know people coming forward like Aaron Hicks um, about the MK Ultra is very important. Um, you have to you know let people know about these cover-ups because I mean if there was nothing if 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 these beings were not real and if we were not um, being visited, then why would they, you know, spend so much energy and never mind the funds that it that it takes to cover this up um, for so many years? You know, there is something there, and people need to to realize that. And uh, you know, there's something huge going on. Uh, we don't know what it is. Um, many of us are starting to have um, visions of the same things and you know one of them were uh, many many experiencers were starting to um, see volcanoes and that was when the ring of fire was activating and you know there was one night where I was told to um, watch out for the shiny ones the shiny four and I had no idea what that meant and I'm still not quite positive but the next day when I woke up it was the night the Russian meteor hit and I didn't think that's what it was. It just didn't feel right. And I had been um, talking to Kathy Martin about it. And, you know, we log um, these visions that people are having, and we keep records of it, and we write them down, and when they're um, told to us, and then watch things happen, you know, things like that. But um, Kathy Martin and Denise Stoner were both on our um, Starborn Support Radio 
last year, um, mm-hmm. right before the conference, and I, I love believe. them. Uh, tell them who they are. No, they actually co-write books, and uh, Kathy Martin is actually the niece of Betty and Barney Hill. Yes, she is. She is the first big case, really, I think. Yes, and she's going to be making a speech this year about Betty and Barney Hill that will blow people's minds, and there's going to be more to it, and it's just going to be amazing. She is um, an incredible woman who, you know, I've grown to love very much, and Denise as well, and uh, Denise actually had another piece of that message about the Shiny Four, so, you know, this stuff Mm -hmm. is real, and it's just so um, amazing that, you know, people have no idea um, the things that, that happen, in, you know, around us. And, and when we come together, it is, um, it is amazing, and there's reason for it. So, you know, just to get more and more together, um, this year should be the most experiencers ever gathered in one place and, you know, beating our own record from last year. But uh, when mm-hmm. we ask, in the conference, we'll say, you know, who here is an experiencer? And so many people raise their hands that we find that we ask who is not an experiencer, we can get a more accurate count. And the first year in 2012, we probably had 175 people. And that, God, I put that one together in four months. I had no idea what I was doing, you know. It was just, uh, yeah. you know, what could go wrong, well, you could go to wrong, start. but everything you can't came, wait for somebody to tell up. you. Oh, I wish you could come. I mean, it's just it's an amazing Some year I'm going to come out there. I really am. I belong to the Ciro group out here with Yvonne Smith. Yes, so. I know. Yeah. And that's, and, yeah, uh, I've, been, I've been going there tw- 21 years, 22 years now. But, and that's Yvonne uh, Smith, it's, right? It's phenomenal what you're – yeah, she's a lovely person, and uh, yeah. she's also a hypnotherapist. But uh, what, is, mm-hmm. what is that hotline number you're talking about? Because uh, – uh, uh, this is the first time I've actually been aware of an active 24-hour hotline for. Oh yeah, it's it's, um, it's my personal phone right now, and it's been for eight years. Um, so you know that's that's how it is. Though you know, I know that when experiencers call, a lot of times it's going to be at 3:33 in the morning. You know, when they're most stressed right. out and they just had contact, and so I decided to uh, to operate it uh, 24 hours a day, and the number is 774. 774- Seven six six two five five eight, and all that information can be found on our Starborn Support website, which we just had a nice professional website done, and it just launched um, oh. over this past week. So it's um, got address, all the information yeah. we need about the conference and about the radio show and about us. So um, it yeah. really is a place that people can go and um, you know it's good that you guys are out in the west coast you know we do need to, yeah. to connect more um, with each other and start to you know form that chain too and I've been meaning to to reach out to you guys and and um, yeah. you know get, get well that's that why connection. I finally wanted to get you on to the air because mm-hmm. um, I actually am watching from a distance and uh just some people I truly, truly love go out there, and they always say it's a wonderful experience, and uh, it's it's just amazing all the work you're doing. And uh, you, do you have uh, any projects coming up also? Did I have any what? I'm sorry. Do you have any projects coming up personally? Um, well, you know, we work on, on several things. Um, we've, we always get, you know, offers for a lot of the TV shows, and we're really selective about what we do because we know how quickly those things can turn ugly. Um, 
and you know the media is controlled um you know by you know those who like to instill fear so you know the rate, the tv shows that we have done are um always focus on the fear but there's been some some pretty good ones done um we you know have had discussions in the past about you know tv series and and things and like i said we're really selective and we don't want it to turn out like a honey boo boo or some crazy reality show, you know, and that's just um, right. where we're really cautious. And the only way we'll ever do anything is if they just portray us doing what we do, you know, and and putting the truth out there because um, it's so easily, you know, scrubbed out. And you know, we had an experience in 2009, I believe, um, and Kathy Martin and Stan Friedman and Stan Romanek and my sister and I and members of Starborn Support um, agreed to do an ABC primetime um, outsider show. And they uh, had sent a team out and filmed uh, Stan Romanek and his activity at his house, and they got some really good stuff. I guess they got footage of UFOs and of the black helicopters, and ABC called the, the station and the network, and they said, you know, we've got to get this truth out there. You know, we've got it, uh, you know, for the world to see. And they fired the whole crew and sent another completely different crew out. And they turned the whole thing into a sleep paralysis show. And it was just ridiculous. You know, I mean, there was some good stuff. Where did it go? Um, And this is where, you know, they target experiencers that that come forward and can can have evidence like this. And um, I think most people that are familiar with um, the field know that, Stan Romanak has been charged with, um, you know, just unthinkable things, um, child pornography. And, you know, in my mind, I know that this is, you know, all a setup. And it's it's just a part of the pattern that happens. Um, and Kathy Martin will actually be presenting about her aunt and uncle, Betty and Barney, and talking about how they were targeted and tried to, they tried really hard to discredit Betty and Barney, and they really went through some crazy stuff. And this was, you know, way back when. So, um, you know, as more and more of us come forward, that's another thing. They they can't, you know, stop us all. They can't shut us all up, you know, and it's important right. that people take a stand and, and come together on this because it's it's time that the world knew what was going on. You know, it's it's the biggest thing that ever happened to mankind, and they just dismiss this and cover it up and, you know, create these fantasy stories, you know, and the excuses from weather balloons to swamp gas, and now it's Chinese lanterns are just getting old, you know. They really are, and then it doesn't help when you have people frauding it, and then uh, then there's so many different things going on. Exactly, and I believe that's all connected. I think, you know, they they get one fake hoax UFO, then they're all fake, you know, and it's that easy to convince society, and it's very sad, but it's all strategy and things that they've been working on for a very long time to make it disappear, you know, but for us, it's an actual reality that affects our lives every day, and it's really important um, that people know how many people are going through this and, you know, and at least um, acknowledge that we're not alone because we are not. You know, even the Vatican came forward and said it's okay to believe in extraterrestrial life and 
the Pope a couple weeks ago um, said that he would even baptize an alien if he was asked to. You know, so these the little signs are, are everywhere that uh, this is real. And, you know, you get your cases like the Phoenix Lights and, and the Stevensville, Texas UFO where all those witnesses, even Linda Cortez, you know, and, I mean, it's just how do you dismiss that? And, of course, um, Travis Walton. I mean, how do you dismiss those? Those are um, real events. Betty and Barney, and this has been happening for a long, long time. And, um, you know, like I said, if people realize how many people it actually affects on this planet, um, their tunes might change a little bit. Well, it seems to me the people that are experiencers also have paranormal things going on and that the people mm-hmm. uh, themselves are the focus of abductions all seem to have some gift that they're interested in and they don't seem mm-hmm. to be interested in people who make a lot of money. They're, they're very interested in the crypt. <laughs> yeah, I know. And people say, you know, we're doing this for the money. Um, we do everything free of charge. Everything's free we that everything we do. We do everything out of love. Because yeah, the there is no money is, to be made. No really, money. I mean, and you just have to do it for the heart. It's truly you. I think there's even a, a positive intention for that, so that people don't get all wrapped up in it and will continue to be honest and, and care for each other in a real way. Because the faking right. stuff does not work. Because I have a uh, insight into one day nobody's going to be able to lie. Who you are. Right. Yeah, we're wired a little differently, I think, as experiencers. You know, they've been working exactly. with our genetic lines for a long time. So, you know, we're, I don't know if, I mean, some people call us hybrids or, you know, whatever you want to call it. We are um, a whole different breed. So we've got the extra sensory perception. You know, we're born with that. And, you know, we, we, still have the connection to the planet and to animals, that connection that was lost in the human race a long time ago. You know, when mm. materialism and, and all that came in and the Industrial Revolution, we just lost touch with this, this world and we're destroying it. The human race is hurting this planet and it's hurting big time. And this planet is very important. Um, it's a, a wonderful source of so many resources that are unavailable other places, you know, so it's it's very yeah. important. And, it, and the earth itself is part of an ecosystem, you know, and so if this planet is affected, it's going to have a domino effect and it's going to affect the whole universe, and that's not going to be allowed to happen. And, uh, you know, it's it's about this planet and it's about well, it's saving a, the planet. It's greed. And uh, I was watching, I, I went to the uh, conv- uh, talk that... Uh, Steve Allen gave about the Stevenville like, but he said, okay, uh, we've had been driving on the the piston engines, gas fill for over 100 years, and they've done Mm -hmm. nothing to change it. And then he said, which really is a a great point, then he said, but they'll change a new iPhone every every month. You get a new series of phones out or another new electronic thing. Like, what's up with that? (laughs) Well, they're they're tapping America. You know, we're all bugging ourselves. We're bugging ourselves with our own phones. You know, we add apps. That's another tracking device. And there's, you know, experiencers have started to um, to make reports. There was a, a back in February, there was a lot of 
of activity that, that was really strange, and a lot of people had some form of attack on them, um, it seemed. And, you know, there was a big smear campaign for a lot of experiencers, including my sister and I, and just, the, you know, they're oh. trying to debunk us. They're trying to discredit. They're doing their best to make us disappear and be quiet. And that, you know, I know myself, I, I was born without fear, it seems, you know, because I'm doing mm-hmm. something that many people wouldn't even think twice about doing. You know, I am calling out these, you know, powers that be and those in control and, the, you know, the dark forces here and challenging them, you know, because this is, mm-hmm. you can almost call it, you know, the battle between light and dark because it is. You know, and, you know, like I said, you know, we're the good guys and we're trying to bring truth and enlightenment to this planet. And um, we are all being activated. We are all coming together, you know, so organization and um, just the reunion of our soul tribe or our soul family or whatever you want to call it, but it is there. Um, experiencers can recognize each other in most cases. Um, I mean, I could be in a crowded store and just know that somebody else is in there, you know, and pin, pinpoint them out. And there's many cases where you just walk up to somebody and start talking, you know, UFOs and ETs. And it's, you know, it's really an amazing bond that we all have. And, you know, the people that do the best in our meetings, um, you know, they'll call and they're the most terrified and they don't want to come forward and they're so scared and, you know, to convince them to come with us. And usually if I can, I'll I'll bring them myself and give them a ride myself and we'll go into the meetings and, and they'll be the ones that really open up the most and, you know, really just feel accepted. And that's, you know, the first time in many cases that, you know, these individuals have ever felt accepted in a crowd or fit in, you know, because we've always been the, the outcast, you know, the the... Oh gosh, we had so many, you know, the the witchy twins or, you know, the the paranormal twins or, you know, it's just um, throughout the years we were always different. We're always, my sister and I being identical twins, we have the natural telepathy between each other, you know, so our abilities are stronger. And, you know, we found a lot of experiencers are, are twins as well. So that's another commonality. And, um, you know, with our, natural abilities being connected to each other and then that's almost intensified but uh, like you said with the um, inductees always having um, different paranormal things happen to them it is I mean we're connected and and uh, I think we're wired differently so we we're automatically sensing the the other dimensions and the other the other worlds and whatever else is going on and um, when the ETs which they're not always um, from outer space or in a spaceship, there's multidimensional beings and interdimensional beings. And, you know, these doorways, whatever they use, I think um, in many cases they're they're opened in, in the experiencer's um, home and, you know, different things can come through. But like I said, we're always sensitive to things. And so, um, you know, experiencers who also have contact with, with ghosts and other paranormal um, experiences in Bigfoot. I mean, it's all kind of tied in. It's it's um, it's connected somehow, definitely. Yeah, and there's a purpose behind it. It's just that everybody is actually, uh, little by little, uh, finding their purpose. Right. 
Right. Yeah, and you know, society's so blinded. Um, I mean, they're so blinded by their phones. A perfect example. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, that's you know your GPS, your tracking device, and your you know you're bugging yourself, and we all know that from Edward Snowden coming forward. But um, you know, this is the generation where nobody even looks up at the sky. I mean, there could be a giant UFO sitting right there, and people would be staring at their phones and never even see it. So, um, you know, just the fact that people don't even look up to the heavens anymore is a sad thing because if you do and you spend any amount of time doing it, you're going to see something that doesn't make sense because they are up there. They're up there day and night and just look look skyward once in a while and uh, mm-hmm. you're going to see something. Yep. Um, it's, yep. uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's such a... A worthy project, which you have done, I really admire you for us. It takes a lot of energy to keep yourself going when you have your own personal life going on, too. You know, yeah, it takes a lot awesome. of energy. It is. It is. And, it's, it's, it it is. and you know, I'm so glad all... that, you know, we have such a great team now. I mean, just a huge spread out bunch of individuals that are all working for the same thing, you know, and then coming together with more and more people um, spreading awareness, like, you know, astronauts, and we've got four or five different physicists, which are the top in the planet on in this free organization that's that's coming together, and that's, you know, the next step here in, in ufology and, and in spreading the truth, you know, and this is a, um, a bunch of people that, you know, I think when people come to our conferences, they're probably thinking about a bunch of wackos with tinfoil hats running around, <laughs> but it's not the case. You know, they're everyday yeah. average people, you know, and, and it's just a collection of wonderful minds and talent, and many of us are are um, artists, you know, like um, yeah. Jim, uh, Jack and Jim uh, Wiener, um, after their abduction and the Allagash um, abduction in mm-hmm. Allagash, Maine, they... Um, they, they're identical twins, and they both uh, developed a strong affinity for art, and they both uh, do different forms of art. But um, and it's and like it's actually good art. Everything too. they make I mean, has they, a message, could, you know. It's important, right? Okay, I think I see your sister on it because you guys have the same area code. And I'm yeah, gonna welcome. Yeah. Uh, hold on a minute, Deborah, to the show. Hey, right. Deborah, you're live on the Paranormal and Sacred. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Debbie. Hello. Hi, Debbie. Having some uh, the paranormal and sacred. Um, my phone's been uh, uh, acting kind of funny. It's just deleting all my on. text messages and everything, so I might yeah. um, might be cut off. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, we've had we've had problems in the past with technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> so we just up, keep pushing on, on is what we do. So, uh, Audrey, yeah. why don't you introduce your sister and uh, okay? Yeah, I'll let you take the the second hour, Deb. Um, and it was wonderful speaking to you, Charlene. I need to prepare some stuff for our support group tomorrow. Um, Great. But uh, this, this is my identical twin sister, Debbie, and Hi. we are. Very close, and like I said, we're lucky to have each other. We go through things together, and um, you know, and that's very um, important. And you know, Starboard Support not only works with the experiencer, we also have a friends and family outreach program, which works with the families and loved ones of the experiencer because it is very important that they have support, especially 
from those closest to them. You know, and a, a lot of times those closest to them can do the most harm just because they don't understand what's going on and they're scared of it. So they, you know, dismiss it and don't talk about it. No, it's not real. And they, they really can do a number on, on the poor experiencers. So, um, you know, working with the families of these people is, is very, very important. But uh, I will turn you over to my sister, Deb, and Charlene, I'll send you over some information and stuff and, um, yes, you know, mention you. through Bond that we got to, you know, kind of network together and let's uh, connect the two groups and I will. reach from east to west coast. That would be great. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll All right, you, no problem. Uh, Everybody have a great time. And if you can make it to the conference, that would be great. Yeah, that wouldn't that be a miracle. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be. Do you have? Yeah, well, I was going to say, do you have DVDs of the conference? Um, actually, the you conference is all, it's available on our website. The Experiencers Speak website is www.experiencersspeak.yolasite.com, or you can go over to Starborn Support and find that um, link to Experiencers Speak, starbornsupport.com. And we do have um, the YouTube videos of the whole presentation um, last year, so uh, we do like to get them up for everybody to see. Um, like I said, it's not about making money. You know, if I could let everybody in the doors for free, I would, but it does cost a lot. And we just want to break even to keep the conference going, you know, to keep it running. So, um, yeah, but uh, starbornsupport.com, you can find all the information and check out our new website. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Deb, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, she's okay. there. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Say hi. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm doing really, really great, and it's just a pleasure to have you on. I didn't know you were even available. I would have even asked to have you on, so I really uh, yeah, want to I thank you. Yeah, I mentioned something about it um, a couple of days ago, and yeah, I agree. Um, anytime, you know, I can uh, share my story or, you know, help out people, I'm, I'm all gung-ho for it, so... Okay. And I, uh, like I said, I had technical difficulties uh, for the last hour, um, so uh, I missed um, Audrey's uh, interview, which stinks. I don't know what you guys went over. Did um, she be talk about a we just, serious we, we conference? About, uh, yeah, you were talking about uh, extensively on the Experiences Speaks conference and things like that. And what I'd like to know is that um, when did your experiences start? And uh, give us a little bit of your background then. Okay. Well, um, my experiences started in Ohio, as far as I know. Um, you know, I was young. Uh, back, it's, it goes back to just my first memories. So, you know, I, I remember uh, being an abductee at four or five years old. Um, I've been an abductee all my life, but um, I've just recently, within the last, uh, it's almost been six years now, um, I have been an official contactee, which means, um, you know, I used to be taken against my will, um, you know, and stuff like that, but now it's it's a contact experience, so I, I... can telepathically communicate with these beings. Um, it started on December 10th, 2008, um, when I sat down. I was going to college at the time, 
and I had a report to do, and um, it was that night, and I don't, I didn't know exactly what time it was, but I sat down on my couch, and I picked up a pen and a, a notebook, and I went to start doing, you know, my report, start doing the draft or whatever, and when I put my pen on the paper, uh, the pen started moving by itself. I was holding on to it, but this it was automatic writing. And um, the first message I got, the first thing that, that um, the being on, you know, controlling my pen um, wrote was, 1111 is the number of the journey to oneness, sleep. And that really, you know, I was kind of freaked out by that. Um, I had, uh, the few months before, I, I've, I've just had this feeling, this kind of, like, I don't know, this urge or something that, that somebody or something was trying to get, you know, communicate with me. Um, but it wasn't until this point uh, where, it, you know, this being actually did communicate with me. Um, so the first message was 1111 was the number of the journey, of the journey to oneness, sleep. And the pen kept writing this, and, you know, really frantically, really quickly. And I thought to myself, and I kind of said out loud, what what do they want me to do? I don't, you know, go to sleep? And the pen then wrote, yes. So, you know, I said, well, do you want me to lie down on the couch and just shut my eyes? And the pen wrote, yes. So I did. And um, I laid there for maybe not even a minute, and... um, I was startled, um, you know, I I was startled to the point of sitting up because I was in the dark on my couch and with my eyes shut and this bright, bright light just flashed like somebody had a camera um, in front of my face and just flashed it right in my face through my eyelids. And that shocked me awake, so I sat up. And as I sat up, I'm looking at, I, I glanced at my computer and um, at the clock, and the clock was turning from 11.11 p.m. to 11.12. So that really got me a little bit, you know, jittery, (laughs) Um, seeing that, you know, I was just told, you know, 11.11 is the number to the journey of one to sleep, and, you know, and then that happened, and it was 11.11 when it happened. And um, the next message that I got, when I put the pen to the paper was, um, hi, my name is Sephiroth. The name was spelled S-E-F-F-E-R-E-L-L, and you'll never be alone again. That was the next message I got. Um, This being, it turns out, um, about in January of the same year, um, we went on a trip to Roswell, New Mexico, and... um, it was my sister and I and um, our friend Tammy that went up, and uh, we actually went to, you know, we stayed in Albuquerque for a few days, and then we took a road trip to New Mexico, and my sister was going to do a uh, radio show, uh, Night Watchers radio show, uh, live from Roswell. So uh, we checked in the hotel, and um, that night, uh, my sister was preparing to do the radio show, and um excuse me. <laughs> and she called in on her cell phone and they started the show and her phone and the um um the host uh there was all sorts of static and noise and, and just disruption on the line. 
So the host told um, my sister to hang up on the phone and to call back on the hotel line, on the landline. And so she did, and they started talking again. And, again, the same thing happened. The whole show, you know, you could hear static, and you can even hear voices talking, and and the whole show was ruined. Um, They had to uh, just stop the show that night and play a rerun because there was nothing to do. You know, they they couldn't save the show. And uh, so, you know, kind of aggravated, we all went to bed, and I was in, you know, my my friend Tammy, we had um, two beds in a row. My my friend Tammy slept on one of the beds, and I slept with my sister in in another and when I woke up, I wasn't in the bed anymore. I was in this room, this um, brightly lit room. It was kind of an empty room, a roundish room, plain. And I was on this kind of a, a metal kind of table laying there. And when I turned my head and looked um, to my right, there was a, a man sitting there. It's the only thing in the room was a man sitting in a chair, kind of, you know, just looking down at the floor. And we looked up and noticed that I was looking at him. He stood up and he really got excited. He was a beautiful man, blonde hair, you know, kind of shoulder length, um, gorgeous amberish eyes, um, very, you know, very well built, tall. But he came over and he picked me up off the table and he gave me the biggest hug and he said, oh, my God, you're awake. You're finally awake. You're awake. You're awake. And uh, at that point, I kind of, you know, I, I think I had minor recollections of, I knew, I, I, I knew I knew this this being. I've met this being before. And um, so it turns out he was, uh, we, were, we were on a craft, and he brought me, and I, was introduced to um, a bunch of other beings, and, you know, it's, it's a very long story, so I'm just going to cut that a little short. Um, I spent the entire night with um, on a craft with uh, these ET beings, and it was the most wonderful experience I've had um, abduction-wise, and before that, um, I, I, I don't remember seeing any of um, any beings that, that, you know, resembled humans. This is the first time. And um, when it was time for me to get dropped back off at the hotel, they, you know, they, they, I remember standing, um, looking down, and there was the hotel, and, and this blonde man um, told me it was time for me to go back to the hotel. <clears throat> they had to leave. And I was very upset. I didn't want to leave. I'm like, I, I want to stay with you guys. I, I want to go with you. I don't want to go back there, you know. Um, and I asked this this man that I really felt a very close connection to, and I, I knew, you know. I asked him if I'd ever see him again. And uh, the only thing he said to me is, you'll see me with Travis Walton. And I woke up in the hotel bed, and I sat up, and I, I, just, I just started freaking out and waking everybody up. And, oh, my God, the most remarkable experience, and this and that. And, you know, it was like 3 in the morning. And my sister told me, you know, just calm down. It's 3 a.m. Go, go, you know, write everything down. And so I did. I went into the bathroom of the hotel, and I wrote the whole entire experience down on paper. And the next day when, um, <clears throat> when we woke up, you know, I let my sister read it, and I was, you know, just talking, and um, I 
at that point, we ju- we just started the group. You know, we started in 2006, and this happened in January mm-hmm. 2000. So we were pretty pretty new. And I told him, like, oh, I asked him if I'd see him again, and he and he said that we'd see him with I'd, I'd see him with Travis Walton. And she's like, Travis Walton, are you sure? You know, are you sure? We we didn't know anything about Travis except for the movie Fire in the Sky at that point. Right. Uh, we saw the movie, and um, if you've seen the movie, that then you know that there is no um, no human looking ETs in that movie. And uh, no, you know, no reference to it or anything. So we had no idea um, that, you know, this, the association. In his book, yes. Yes. And then um, we we found out real quick because that day we went to the Roswell UFO um, and Research Center, the museum there. And I'm running around taking pictures, you know, like the typical tourist and enjoying myself. And I turned around and on the wall was a picture and um, it was of a man in in a space like like a, a clear space helmet with another man near a chair, and I'm I'm looking at this blonde man in the space helmet, and I said, Oh my God, that's the guy I was with last night. And as guy. I got closer, as I got closer, I noticed that it, it was Travis Walton's wall. And I really started freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, that's the How guy. Strange. You know, that's the guy was loose. The I'm synchronicity. Like, you know, and um, just later on, you know, just last year, I found out. Um, I talked to Travis, and uh, you know, I told him about um, what you know the story I'm going to tell you now. But um, I and I asked him how accurate this picture was. Um, do you know the picture I'm talking about? There's um. You know, he's standing, uh, Travis, there's a man standing by yeah. the chair looking back, and there's a, a blonde in, in the space mm-hmm. helmet, and they're looking at each other. And um, I asked Travis how accurate the, the, the picture was, you know, as in look-wise of the being that he encountered. And he told me, Deb, it's, it's like a police sketch artist um, did the drawing. It was to a T of what I remember. So I'm like, wow, you know, that was just amazing. But anyway, I skipped back just to tell you, um, you know, when I originally met the uh, human. There is something going on because a friend of mine uh, back then, I remember when the whole thing happened. I actually am old. So I remember (laughs) when the incident happened in the 70s and... uh, then flash forward to uh, you know starting starting to meet everybody and all that you know and uh, my friend was with me. She said, "Do you remember you used to talk about that logging crew and blah blah blah?" And this, I went, "Oh my god!" It's just <laughs> I had no. It was just so odd. And then um, I did. A, I was on a panel with Travis and and Doctor uh, Captain Salas. I don't know. I'm, I'm, was it last month? Anyway, uh, yeah. And then somebody said, uh, "Are you two related?" You, I'm related to Travis, and I just when Travis looked at me too, I looked at him like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And people thought we were brothers <laughs> hey, and sisters. Maybe you should start doing um, uh, ancestry.com, and maybe you are related. I know, to know. it would be so bizarre. <laughs> but 
that maybe in somehow we're all re- related in a strange way. We yeah, seem to be attracted no to life. each other. I mean, there is no accidents. And this encounter that I had in Roswell was the like the starting point of of yeah. the, the, a major life change for me because Sephiroth um, is being turns out to be the man that was in Roswell in the man in the picture. So um, since he came through automatic writing, um, it started with that. And uh, he told me that he was there to be my my guardian and my teacher and to activate my dormant DNA. So I, in in order, you know, to, to, for enlightenment, in order for me to be able to, um, like, um, I don't know, develop my abilities. I'm, I was told that I was a, uh, a hybrid. Um, my past life was as a Pleiadian. And yes, we were together as Pleiadians. Um, so we were, you know, we knew each other then. And um, I was incarnated here because I had a job to do. And um, he told me that he's going to take me through levels and he'll tell me, you know, just what's going to start happening to me as I, I develop my my um, my gifts. Um, I have, have a phenomenal amount of um, psychic gifts now. And, uh, like, I'll give you an example. Like, when he told me that um, the automatic writing was for a while, you know, I've got probably seven or eight, um, five-subject notebooks filled with... Um, channeled writing but um after a while he 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 told me that he was going to activate me so i would be able to channel you know with my voice and he could talk to me through my voice so the first time that happened wow that it, it was really frightening and um really strange but some reason it was really familiar like wow this is you know this is a form of communication that I'm used to so um, I started channeling um, he started channeling through me um, through my mouth and then um, with that he I was introduced like I, I had a lot of other beings starting to come to me and, and start to come you know communicate with me um, I've had grays come um, different kinds of grays uh, little ones, tall ones, uh, pinkish ones, um, brown ones, and mantis-looking ones. And um, at, at this point, um, they told me that I'm, I'm supposed to be an ambassador for the ET races and uh, that, you know, I'm going to be like a little radio channel or whatever for them to use to communicate with. Um, at this point, six years later, I'm able to... Um, channel beings in their voices, um, really strange voices sometimes. You know, it's, it's like a, a robot voice coming out of me. Sometimes it's really creepy. Um, I, I can have two or three voices coming out of me at the same time. And also I'm starting to um, be able to speak in their tongues. And their, excuse me? Are you recording this? Um, no, I, no I, I have recorded some. Um, but no, it's, I don't know. I just don't have the urge to do this um, because I can do it at any point, at any time, you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like, um, you know, if, if somebody wants me to do it, you know, I can do it. But, um, 
anyway, I can now speak in, in their language. They're starting to speak their native tongue. And while they're speaking, their native tongue is coming out of my mouth. I can hear the, the translation in my head so I can understand what they're saying. So it's it's really cool, wow. you know. It's it's really strange. Yes, I've become um, completely different. Um, I'm also able to communicate with the spirit world. Um, the first time I did that, uh, it, one of, a friend of mine was um, was over, and uh, we were talking about stuff, and and he asked me if I could um, get a hold of his mom. You know, she's on the other side. She passed away. And uh, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And as I'm saying that, I, there she was. I mean, there's a lady standing in front of me, you know. I'm like, well, I guess I can, you know. And I started, um, um, you know, I was really unsure of, of you know, what, wow, you know. I wonder if this is really right, happening right. or if I'm just a total wound. But she told me, um, ask him, you just say blue underwear. Ask him about blue underwear. So I was like, uh, you know, I felt real weird and awkward. Um, she wanted me to say blue underwear, and I watched the color go out of his face as he pulled his jeans down a little and showed me he had blue underwear on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. okay. And then he was like, okay. He's like, he's like I'm going to, what kind of cigarettes did my mom, what, what kind of cigarettes did you smoke? If you are my mom, what kind of cigarettes did you smoke? And she, it seemed like she got a little aggravated or something, and she didn't say anything, so I, I didn't, um, I couldn't get that answer. And um, then she started saying something else. Um, there's a lot of personal things that I really can't, you know, say over the phone. But, um, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, I learned everything, a lot of little dirty little secrets about my friend. <laughs> and he, at, by the time... The, uh, the session was over. By the time she left, um, he was crying on my shoulder, and um, it was a beautiful experience. But it, it gets better. The, the next day, uh, when I brought him home, the whole day, all I hear is in my head is uh, one word, Winston, 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 I mean, all day. That's all I heard. So I finally got to the point where I picked up the phone and I texted him. I'm like, look, I've been hearing Winston in my head all day. Does that name mean anything to me, to you? And he calls me up and he says, Debbie, oh, my God, that's the kind of cigarettes my mom smokes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And oh, we got that the... answer. <laughs> but, it's um, so yeah, random, I, isn't I, it? I, it's like... I, uh, because <laughs> I have bouts of what I call trivial pursuit, and it's just yeah. a bunch of random stuff. It's like, what does this mean, and why do I know it? And I'm not yeah. the only one that does that. There's a lot of us like this. That it's a lot of yeah. stuff. I guess we pick up on trivia stuff out there, or, or whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's an amazing experience that I'm going through. Um, I, I now I can see, hear, and feel these these um, beings, uh, whether they be um, um, you know spirits from um, humans or or ETs, but it's it's just a, a phenomenal experience. Um, they also led me to um, become a healer. Uh, they led me to my spiritual teacher, which was actually. Um, 
I was going through a lot because it, when I first started getting open, um, I was a, an avid ghost hunter, you know. I loved just diving into haunted places. And um, mm-hmm. I went to, you know, I several, um, the Pleiadian being that I have contact with, he, uh, he was very upset um, with me keeping doing this. And, um, you know, he told me, you know, you're too open and you don't know how to protect yourself and you're going to get in trouble. And, of course, me, you know, I, I don't listen. You know, I'm, I'm stubborn. So I ended up getting, um, actually, uh, bringing some um, nasty stuff home from a place. Um, oh, I, no. I got I got possessed, uh, literally. Um, I lost about nine months of my life. I don't remember um, about nine months of my life. Um, I've got a beat, um, psychic beatings uh, nightly. Um, I ended up in the hospital with eternal, internal bleeding, that they couldn't explain uh, where it was coming from. And they put me in um, one of those, uh, I think it was an MRI or one of those, you know, the loud things so that yeah. um, take pictures. They, they made me drink this barium stuff to make my insides glow or whatever. And uh, they said it was going to take me maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes. Well, about an hour and a half, two hours later, I'm like, well, what's going on? And He's like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. He's like, it should be done. And he's like, it, it, it shouldn't look like this. He's like, the, 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 that's supposed to be your liver. And he turned the screen around, and on the screen where my liver was supposedly, you know, at, was a heart. It was in the form of a heart. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, so these results just got swept away as unconclusive. They, they you know, they, they they got damaged somehow. Well, um, I was uh, led to um, my spiritual teacher, which I went to, um, that happened to be uh, the host of um, um, every year she has Max the Crystal Skull. Are you familiar with Max? Yes. And you, one of the crystal skulls, the original, the real crystal skulls of the crystal skull, you know, um, that legend there. And um, I started, you know, going to see um, the skull at first. And, you know, it's I started feeling a little better. But then um, they told me that <laughs> that they um, I had, you know, I had a being come to see me. It was an angel. And the angel told me that um, they wanted me to get in touch with um, this woman and to have her be my teacher. I, I had to do it, so I did. And I got, I went there, and um, I was going for my Reiki uh, one and two session. I, you know, I told this lady what's going on. She was a very spiritual woman, very, very psychic, very um, in tune, and. Um, I ended up getting my my Reiki one and two from her, and and now I have my uh, Reiki three. I'm a master teacher now. But oh, when I went there, um, we were when I walked in, um, she just kind of like I, I don't know. It's kind of like she just slumped down and was just like, "Oh my God, the, can you feel the angels around you? Can you feel the energies?" And and by the time the weekend was done. I was just completely amazed, and I was completely open, and we were actually communicating with the same beings, the same spirits at the same time. Like we're you know, we're sitting there having a, a you know a good old time with you know uh, <laughs> with spiritual beings, and um, 
Yeah, by the time I well, left, I, I went. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, my phone's kind of breaking up, so I can. can yeah, it is a little bit. Um, but I was thinking. Um, okay, so an attachment, and the one that you had is a very serious matter. And oh uh, yeah. Um, when we have our Christmas party, if you're ever on the West Coast, you've got to come to Zero uh, Christmas party. Uh, it's on the Queen Mary, and I'm always very concerned when I want because that place is very haunted. And, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, we have a lot of fun on there, but I don't ever travel to the other decks. Yeah. And I had a very strange yeah, experience on there. It is very serious. Uh, I, I learned that the hard way. I mean, I... I yeah, so I how was, did, Okay, I, so you got rid of that attachment, and now how do you protect yourself? Oh, I've... I've got... Um, I've, I'm... At, this point, um, like I said, I can see, hear, and feel the spirits around me. Um, I don't put myself into a situation um, where I know that I'm going to get, you know, if I'm, if, you know, if something's going to happen. But at this point, I have the ability. I've, I've learned. Um, I can actually, I can, I can manipulate the energies. I can see energies. I can feel energies. Um, I've learned how to um, shield myself with my, you know, my own markup on my shell. My, uh, I've got all sorts of uh, uh, tools here. I've got so many um, uh, crystals and and everything. I've really read up on um, protecting myself. Plus, I have the protection of my angels now, which, you know, they will come, I call, you know, I'll call Seth or my angel, you know, he's, he came here and totally transformed me. Um, but I also do um, communicate with um, angels such as Archangel Michael. Um, I have him tattooed on my chest now, you know, because we, you know, he saved me. Pretty much they were, you know, the angels are the ones who, who whatever evil was was inside me. I was um, exercised um, a couple times, and uh, it was at a um, entity removal where there was like six or seven um, people working on me, where I was finally released. Um, and this this foreign language was coming out of my mouth in a, in a man's voice, and it was, you know, that was the first time that happened. But you know, after that evil was gone, you know, it it was manipulating me and, and ruining my life, but after that was lifted, I mean, it, it was it was like a um, 100% transformation, and I felt so much better, and I really told myself, and, and I've been doing, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a better person, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going right. um, to, because I was, you know, I, I wasn't the, uh, I, the best person, you know, I, um, total, I, total transformation for me. Um, I was, you know, running with the wrong crowd for, for my entire life, you know, and now mm. it's, I, 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 I was blessed by this visitation. And, um, at this point, what I'm going through now with, um, my, you know, my spiritual lessons or whatever, I've, I have learned to remote view. I can jump out of my body at will, um, I have learned to, you know, I can go there. I can communicate with them in the universe, you know. It's it's a wonderful thing. But at this point, um, Sephiroth is, is actually starting to come in his um, more physical form. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I woke up 
to somebody grabbing my feet in my bed. It's pitch black in my room. I'm like, oh my god, you know. First thing I'm thinking, oh, abduction. You know, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. But he's like, you know, he's, he's um, grabbing my feet and then he's grabbing my legs and he's coming up my legs and he's, um, I, before I know it, he's there's this large man on top of me giving me this huge kiss and then he disappears I'm like you you know i was like oh i can't believe he just did it he loves scaring me you know <laughs> we have the best relationship um he has been my guardian my teacher my friend i mean it's, it's a great thing I'm, and i wouldn't want to go back to normal again whatever normal may be you know i don't want to go back to sleep i should say no contact. Okay, me. my life do you wanna, filled with. Go do ahead. You want to answer a question in gallery? I have a good question um, from Tiffany. Okay. What about hypnosis for? Um, okay, let's see. Let me go back to the question. Okay, what about hypnosis for those who were abducted? Uh, she says she always um, fought back, but I have experiences with tall and small grays and a reptilian snake-looking man. What does she suggest about hypnosis? Um, well, hypnosis, I've been through um, hypnosis. I got hypnotized by uh, MUFON um, and dear Bud Hopkins. I um, had the honor of um, working with him. But um, uh, when I got hypnotized um, by MUFON, I was uh, I was on the couch um, kind of like facing towards the back of the couch. And after my session, when they were bringing me out of it, when I turned around... Um, everybody in the room started screaming. And, I, you know, one thing I, I suggest is when somebody's coming out of hypnosis, don't start screaming. I don't care what you see. You know? uh, I, I, tur- I turned gray. I turned colors. I was gray. When I turned around, I was a completely different color. Um, they told me to go to look in the mirror and see what, you know, just see for myself. And by the time I got to the mirror, um, I could see the grayness just kind of like just disappearing from my face. And, and you know, it, it was very traumatizing. Um, I think hypnosis is a very great tool because it, it brought out a lot of things and it actually, you know, kind of kick-started my, um, my, um, psychic abilities or, you know, the star seed abilities, whatever you want to call them. But um, after I'm kick-started and, and I go through this and everybody's screaming and there was no support for me to go to, you know, there was nobody and I was left alone and, and um, it was really traumatizing. So if somebody's going to get hypnotized, um, the one thing I recommend is to have some sort of support system. That's why we do what we do. We started Starborn Support because of things like this. There has got to be, you know, somebody to catch you when you fall because you're going to fall because what happens, you know, is is a, a major life-changing experience. You know, so, uh, okay, so uh, Kevin, excuse me then, Kevin's asking a question. That, do you know anything about the VRIL Viril Society uh, back uh, during World War One or Two, actually? And this what woman was that? Named, Can you say the name again? Uh, her name is Maria Orsic. Okay. And uh, what was the society called? Uh, she was uh, the VRIL Society, and it's back during World War Two, um, and the. The person in chat, his name is Kevin, he wants to know if you know anything about her. I guess he's, he's uh, 
trying to look for information or if you know anything about it. Oh, no, I haven't heard the name. No, I can't help with that. No. no. Yeah, I suggest um, looking up the, looking that up on the Internet because there's a wealth of information. I know she was a psychic. It had something to do with Hitler, and I do know that, but that's about yeah, it. She, just, um, she, yeah, she disappeared it's, is what I know. Mm-hmm. It's, it, are they, like, referring to, like, um, the MK Ultra programs and stuff like that? Is that... Was she involved in something like that? Okay, so she believed, this is what she, okay, maybe that's what the the meaning of this question is, that she believed that long hair gave psychic ability. And we we know that Native Americans feel that their long hair is actually like a telephone wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. hear something about oh, that. You yeah, told hair, about oh, that. Yeah, I, I do remember getting wind of that. Um, yeah, actually, I I believe that um, there's actually when one of the wars is going on with um, the Indians, um, they uh, the uh, people would use um, Native Americans to be like trackers, you know, to join to be like trackers and stuff. And um, they're they pick their very very good trackers and and very you know excellent at what they did. And they took them and they cut all their hair off. And all of a sudden, these excellent trackers couldn't do it anymore. They didn't, they, they didn't, they, it's like they cut off their hair and they lost their ability. Um, and so they started doing testing um, this theory. And they, they took some excellent trackers and some of them, they would leave their hair on. And some of them, they'd shave their hair off. And the ones that had their hair, you know, um, intact, were the ones that kept their abilities and ones that kept, you know, very, you know, very um, reliable. And the ones that lost their hair um, lost their abilities. So, yeah, I, it, I think it that, is. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's, that's strange. So it's another uh, little topic uh, dealing with phenomena. And uh, for one thing, they're, they are so intrigued by us. Because I'm a lifelong experiencer also. And I go okay. to, uh, I was referred to, uh, by John Mack over here to Yvonne Smith. So I've been going there for the last 22 years. And, you know, so I I've, I've got help, but I haven't really come out till the last two years. It took yeah, me that yeah. long to tell my story. And I understand what your sister was saying. Sometimes people are coming forward at 70. I understand it. It's because, yes, first yeah. of all, you're going to get met with ridicule and a lot of hatred sometimes in your own family. So you're lucky mm-hmm. you have your sister. Well, it, a, a remarkable thing that um, that happens with with me is um, the being that's with me, several, has um, openly communicated with people. Like if they're if they want to talk to him, he will actually go through them and talk through them. Um, it's happened several times. So um, you know if if and and also. Um, with unbelievers, because they're they're here with me to to prove that they're here, and they will he will communicate through others. I mean, he he can um, physically touch you. Um, he brought somebody to their knees in front of me, you know, just by I'm, I'm looking and the person's going to their knees and, and they're not doing it. They're going, what's going on, you know? And then um, Sappho started speaking out of his mouth. Another thing that they like to do is um, my son came up 
one time with um, a friend of his, and my son's an um, avid believer, and he's also an experiencer. But um, <clears throat> and he's also um, communicated with several himself. But yeah. um, his friend was, uh, you know, he was a skeptic. He didn't believe. And we were over at my mom's, and we were talking about it. And um, <laughs> on the way out, um, my son's friend says, uh, oh, I'm not, still don't believe it. I'm not going to believe it until I see a UFO. And, and the last thing my mom said to him was, be careful what you wish for. And uh, we went home, and I'm like, all right, you know, he, this kid was really aggravating, you know. He was one of the ones, oh, yeah, yeah, believe, you know, maybe he was very, <laughs> very in your face about, you know, we're all crazy. So I'm like, all right, um, let's go outside and do a little sky watch, you know. All you guys do is go outside and look up. So we, we all went outside, <laughs> and um, we're it's all looking up, ground. and uh, my son starts looking at um, uh I think it was one of the yeah it was a one of the planets, and he's like, but Mom, what what's that? Is that a star or a satellite?" And I'm looking, and I'm like, "Well, that, I think that's one of the planets because see how it doesn't twinkle." And as we're all focused, because you know his friends also focused on this object, you know the the planet in the sky, and as we're all looking, and I'm explaining to him the difference between you know a star and a planet in the sky. Um, to the left of it, you know, just a little bit or less to the left of it, a light turns on, gets brighter than the brightest star. I mean, this thing was, it, it was phenomenal. It turned orange and it turned greenish blue and then shut off. <laughs> it's like they turned wow. their headlights on for this kid to see him. Well, that kid is an avid believer now. <laughs> <laughs> and this has happened a, a few times. Um, another time, um, I was told to go outside and look up, you know, because, you know, I'm getting in an argument with another person I didn't believe. And I was like, all right, um, they just told me we got to go outside and look up because their, their ship's going to be right up there. And we're outside, and, you know, we're in a heated debate. And I look up, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> there it is. Well, and there it do was. You, do you, you believe it is? Do you believe it? You can call call ships to you, and I can have if people are um, uh, they, they will several will only um, communicate with a being through a being you know to a being um, that's that's um, around me if he feels that they're you know spiritually and physically and mentally capable of handling this because it's a lot to handle to have somebody else um, communicate out out your mouth and 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 pretty much take over your body and bring you to your knees. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. what, I, what I have to say is um, these beings that, that I deal with, that I know I had um, problems with um, malevolent ETs. There are malevolent ETs mm. and there are benevolent ETs. And I, there's a war going on between these guys. But with the, um, the what I've seen, the, the abilities that they have, if they wanted to take over the world and, and you know, it, it exterminate us, they could do it by just their mental abilities. They could force people to just put down their guns and bring them all to their knees, all right? So, you know, um, what we're going through, and we're, we're on a, a free will. We're in a free will zone right now, but this free will zone, um, we're we're destroying, you know, very, very quickly. 
and uh, we're also affecting the entire universe because I mean everything's connected. The eleven eleven is the number of the journey of oneness message that I got meant that we were all one. And from what I've seen, heard, felt, and done, I I I know this is is a fact. So what we do, what happens on this planet is affecting not only this planet, but it's affecting you know, the entire universe, multiverse, because there's other dimensions. You know, there is, there's, I don't know how many other dimensions, but there's more dimensions. And this is how some of these beings are able to um, be around us, because they're around me at all times. The dimensions are kind of like... Um, intertwined, you know, they, it's, it's kind of like with an elephant, they make noises that, that humans can't hear, but they can, well, it's kind of like yeah. the same thing, There's things that we can't see that are there and, and are very real, and uh, what's going on is I think the, the veils between these dimensions are starting to thin out, and things are starting to blend in, like all these, um, um, UFO things happening, all the the ghost shows and the the sightings and all this. I mean, um, yeah. the spirits are more able to you know to walk in our dimension, and this is really happening, you know. Um, and it's that's why well, there's, there's so many ghosts. Well, there there is twelve detectable dimensions besides ours. They can okay. detect them, so it's real. Well, I know. And uh, yes, what's happening is, is that some people, uh-oh, some people can observe them, feel them, and see them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. It's, you know, at first it was really overwhelming. It felt like um, I was, I was when I first got activated, that's what I call it, um, with lack mm-hmm. of a better term, um, things were entirely different and my body and my mind and my soul was not adjusted to this activation. So it was like I spent like two years walking in this dimension but being in another, you know what I mean? It was like I was over yeah. myself and observing myself function in this dimension. It was it's, it was very strange and very, you know, Curious. scary. And I really didn't think I would ever feel normal again, you know, but... Um, It's been about, uh, I think, about three or four years that I've actually um, come back and I feel like my normal, like I'm in this dimension, but I'm now capable of jumping out of my body. You know what I mean? I I can control it. I had no control back then. I had no idea what was going on. Are you, do you have any health issues? Are you uh, healthy or do you feel that? Um, I have a lot of um, pain issues. I have uh, fibromyalgia, um, recently diagnosed with uh, what they think is rheumatoid arthritis. It's got some of the factors, but then it doesn't, you know, kind of that kind of thing. They're they're not really sure. Um, And uh, neuropathy. And I've got peripheral neuropathy, and uh, I don't have diabetes. And this is another thing that they cannot figure out where it's coming from. So I've got a lot of, uh, you know, freaky things wrong, and they, they just have no clue why. So, yeah, I spend a lot of time in pain. Because that's a lot of pain to go through. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Um, I've, I've learned to, um, you know, with my Reiki, um, it's it's helped me 100%. Um, mm-hmm. my, my medications that I've been on, 
have hurt me mm. more than helped me. Um, oh, and once I stopped taking, I was on like 13 different medications mm-hmm. at one point. And uh, I realized that it wasn't making me feel any better, and it was making me feel 100% worse. So I started weaning myself off these medications and, um, you know, working on myself with my, um, with my writing and my energy. And then I was told by my, uh, my light family, what I call them, um, to start um, filling my house with different kind of crystals and getting in crystal energy and um, starting to work with them. Um, so I have, you know, I've, little by little, I've, I've collected um, a beautiful um, collection of um, different crystals. And yeah, it's really helped. You know, I don't leave the house without some kind of crystal army around me. Um, with the energy healing, and th- that's what I use to, to medicate myself. You know, I still have some uh, medications, just um, some days I get up and I can't even walk, you know, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, so got, exactly. Um, some pain meds that I can take, um, anti-inflammatory, stuff like that. Right. But I only, you know, and I can't do it as needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm older um, than you guys, but, you know, I'm still working. So um, I have a, I find a lot of us are somehow fragile in some ways. I don't know if it's because yeah, we're impacted. Yeah, we're very fragile in some ways. But we're but fragile, we're but we're strong inside. I think we're... Mm-hmm. I think we have a heart for this, so we'll keep struggling, keep going beyond our capacity. Because sometimes, you know, I have to put a 15, 18-hour day in, and I'm only moving, you know, because I have the will to go, or I have to, you know, I have to drive home, yeah, and I can barely exactly. make it, you know. Exactly, and, and then uh, another so I think point. we do a lot of suffering, don't you think? It's like a lot of suffering. It is. It, there is a lot of suffering, but you know what? This is only just a, 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 a mere step in our in our in our life, yeah. this is just, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, this yeah, is a, a place so that true, we come yeah. to learn, to experience, to feel, to to grow, you know. Um, but, you know, when we when we die, we're, we're being reborn into who we really yeah. are, you know, and we're, we're going yeah. home. Uh, yeah, another certain thing I've learned <clears throat> with my protection um how I protect myself is um, I was really um, getting abused by the malevolent ETs. A lot of them were um, oh, yeah. a particular kind of uh, gray, which really aren't gray. They're more brown. Um, they got kind of a heart-shaped head and huge eyes. And um, The reptilians uh, were really, really harassing me. Um, they were uh, beating me, uh, raping me um, almost daily. And... Um, it wasn't until um, I, I, I was brought uh, down in, in the inner earth. I know I was, you know, I was in the inner earth. Um, and uh, I was being abused, sexually abused by a reptilian. And I turned around to this being and, you know, they thrive on fear. They thrive on hate. They thrive on our negativity. They feed on it. They love it. So... When I turned around and I looked at this thing and I said, I love you and I forgive you, and, and I meant it, this being picked me up and, 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 and just, it, it was enormous. 
being, but he picked me up and he kind of picked on me. He said, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he gave me a hug and disappeared. And I haven't seen them since. So love is the answer to everything as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you have that genuine love in your heart and you have the ability to forgive, then you, that is the protection you need right there. You're talking to somebody that was a very negative person before all this, a very hateful person, a very, I I just wasn't a good person. You know, I look back now and I say, oh, my God, you know, and then I thank my my creators and my my um my life exactly. family every day. Thank you for helping me. You know, thank you for peeling off the layers of negativity that have surrounded me for like most of my life. So yes, you know, whatever um, happens to me, yeah. I, go ahead. Some people. Okay, so this is the word on that. Some people are just a you know what. Period. They're not going to change. They're not looking for a higher realm. They're not doing anything just using hurt people. So yeah. to me, I call them dirt sandwiches and stay away from them. Stay away from yeah. dirt sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, me, me, whatever, um, you know, I, I become they're all the same because you're not getting a thing out of them, but they're dishing yeah. out a lot of dirt. So Exactly. You know, yeah, I, I, have, um, um, I have been uh, uh, single for... Uh, probably seven, eight years. Um, I have given mm-hmm. up on men. Um, you know, they they hurt me more than help me. Um, my empathic ability is just so activated now um, mm-hmm. that I I negativity will physically hurt me. You know, mm-hmm. if if somebody's negative to me and I'm not aware and and I'm not paying attention, it will physically hurt me. And I have um, there's a spot right under my rib cage where my liver is. That if that starts twinging or whatever, you know, I know somebody's lying to me. It's just it, mm-hmm. I've, I've become a, a total different being. It's like well, I'm not even like you were human. saying. Was, like we were saying, I, I forgot what we were saying. That someday people aren't going to be able to lie. You know what I mean? What is going to happen to all these liars and cheats and thieves? Oh, you know, I right, know you can't lie. I mean, with these beings, they can, they can. They know everything about you. I mean, it, 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 there's exactly. A, it's so it doesn't, it's no point. Mm-hmm. You said something while you were talking, and it's weird that she was saying something in chat at the same time that you were talking. And she was saying she had this experience with, um, uh, let's see, I don't know if I can find it. Okay, a snake man. And he was huge with all these muscles, and his face was like a snake. I asked God how. Well, I fight this one, it disappeared. And now the grace made marks on her body, and they have witnesses. She's she's getting contact with you. And she has witnesses to all this. And uh, I suggest you contact Debbie, really, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, definitely. uh, Her spiritual beliefs uh, uh, keep her sane. She had a lot of extraordinary experiences, and... uh, yeah, well, yeah, with the, the reptile bees, I mean, it sounds like a lot of, of the bees that I've I've dealt with, I've encountered. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what, what I do. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help um, others going through this. I've, I've noticed a rapid increase of uh, people developing psychic gifts and uh, getting, um, um, like, the psychic beatings, as I like to call them, um, stuff yeah. like that. So 
I mean, that's why I'm here, and, and I've I've lived through, I've been through hell and back, literally, you know. So then yeah, I've survived, yeah. and I've learned how to how to survive and how to deal with some of these um, encounters. So that's why I'm 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 in this um, business. I'm I'm in Starburn Support. We started it for the reason of of um, helping. That's right, <laughs> and it's working, and. And look at you started, and it's attracting all these people, and they're they're like superstars to us. You know, people outside our circle actually don't know what I'm talking about when I bring up all our. To us, they're superstars. You know what I mean? Yep. And to everybody else, who is it? Who are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're this. completely different than than most. Yes. I mean, because we live completely different lives, and then we've seen exactly. um, we've seen things and been places that that people don't believe in and can't even fathom what we've been mm-hmm. through. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it makes it be, a lot of times. I feel like a complete outcast when I'm in public, you know. But you know what? No, you're not. No, you're I'm a not. Beautiful woman, and you've been through hell and back. Mhm. So, you know, know, I can't imagine. Give your phone number because we haven't got that much time left. So, what's your contact information? Oh, it's seven seven four. People are interested in you. Okay, I'll shut up and you go ahead and give your number. Okay, it's area code seven seven four seven six six zero one four one, and my email is d hewins d h e w i n s all lowercase. One 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 at gmail dot com. Oh, good. So, if anybody interested, please contact her directly. Yeah, and uh, I'm, um, you can just Google Starborn Support. Uh, you can find me there. Well, that's great. And uh, do you have any anything else you want to tell us about? Uh, well, I don't know if somebody means this. They want to know if the Kardashians are from the alien race. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know if I don't for sure so. about them, but I know <laughs> that there are a lot of uh, beings, a lot of high-profile uh, um, humans that are of alien race. Yes, they, they do walk among us, yes. I have been told a few, several names yeah. by um, uh, the Pleiadians, but I've been told not to say anything, too. So I'll just say, yes, there's many oh, really? of them walking around. <laughs> Kardashians, wow. I don't know. I don't okay, keep up so, with the Kardashians. <laughs> so you're me. <laughs> so uh, so you're going to uh, you're going to have the the new conference coming. You have a meeting tomorrow. Do you want to talk uh, where it is until people get to the meeting? Because they uh, hear yeah, us all over. Uh, oh boy, I've got to find the um, the address. Hold on one second. I gotta pull up my mail. It's in Massachusetts. Uh, come on, I believe it's in Walpole. I've got the address. Oh, come on. Of course, my computer's going to be screwed up. Oh, come on. No. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Keep talking. Okay. Um, now, I unfortunately, I cannot get the... Oh, wait a minute. There it is. Oh, good. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh. Um, there we go. Let's see. All right, it's tomorrow from 11 to 3 at the Morrill, M-O-R-R-I-L-L, 
LL Memorial Library, 33 Walpole Street, Norwood, Norwood Massachusetts. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I wanted to let, tell you this. Thank you so much for you and your sister to be on the show tonight and doing this show live. And uh, we appreciate you and all your, your work. And you guys are beautiful inside and out. And I appreciate well, getting you. to know you. And you're welcome anytime to come and make announcements or anything if you want to on the show and uh, come back well, in the future. Oh, great. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm here for. You know, that's my that's job. Right. <laughs> and, work. you know, we need you. You know, we really need yeah. you. And by coincidence, you know, I was born in Boston. And uh, <laughs> I found out, I just found this out recently, is that my family goes back 400 years in May. Wow. No I know. Kidding. So I'm, I haven't even gotten into that yet, so... Anyway, God bless you, and I'll let you go, Deb, and you take care, and I want to say good night to everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.